Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. As you guys know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and in the description of the podcast, as well as my website, I have information about hotlines and different websites that you guys can utilize to help yourself and others who are in need of a therapist or just someone to talk to. Today's episode is a solo episode where I'm just going to be discussing what we talked about in May and April and also give you an update on myself and what's happening with the podcast. So let's get into today's episode. All right, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. This is the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, and I wanted to give a quick recap of our past episodes in case you guys were not able to check them out. They were amazing, first of all, so you missed some really great guests, really great episodes. Um, I did not do a recap at the end of April, so I will be talking about my April guest as well. So to recap April, my highest viewed YouTube episode was with Anthony Butler, where we talked about life after marriage, what it's like dating in your 40s, dating during the pandemic. Y'all wanted to hear all about that. I don't know if you just wanted to be nosy or if you wanted some advice, but y'all did a great thing on YouTube for that episode much appreciated. Anthony was an amazing guest. It was so good that we did two parts um, and y'all were showing love to each one of those episodes. So greatly appreciate that. Um, And then I had a chance to talk to Hassan, who is a boxing coach, a mentor. Uh, He's a track coach and he was also in bruised with Halle Berry. So lots of great things that we talked about on that episode as well. So if you did not get to check that out, that was episode nine of our second season and then life on autopilot. So I interviewed Chris Tuning, who is the founder of autopilot, which is a luxury luggage and travel line. Y'all are missing out on some amazing quality, functioning luggage and travel accessories, very much so for the culture. And you have probably seen some things on some of your favorite rappers, favorite stars, and didn't even know, like Rick Ross, Buster Rhymes, Demetria L. Lucas have all been spotted on social media with one of his bags. So you don't have one, you are missing out. I also got to talk to Aaron Woods, who is the founder of my new podcast host, PodPal. And that was a great episode um, just to talk about the things to come for PodPal. I know that it's been a while 
since the episode aired, but just within that time, there are a lot of features that are about to go live, um, a new website. So stay tuned if you guys are interested in creating your own podcast, definitely check out PodPal. They have um, different levels um, of membership. So, and they have a free option um, that does not have a time limit on it. So it's not free for a month, but it is free for a certain amount of episodes to give you kind of an idea if you want a podcast or if you're just starting out, you're not sure if you're going to move forward with it, um, definitely give PodPal the uh, opportunity. So it's a great platform. I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, like I said, they have a lot of features coming. So check out that episode. That is episode 11. And then episode 12, I got to sit down with my mom. We talked about all things mental health in a psychiatric hospital setting. And um, you guys <laughs> really enjoyed that episode, had lots of great responses to some of her stories. So that was interesting. And then last week, um, Jamel was the guest host and he sat down with his friend Rob and they talked about mental health in the military and in veterans. Um, so lots of great information that they shared. They're very transparent, both of them, about their struggles and why they started to see a therapist and other outlets that they found as far as helping them with their mental health. So you guys know I am a strong advocate for therapy, whether you think you need it or not, go find a therapist. There are lots of websites out there, betterhelp.com is one of them. Therapy for Black Girls is another one. You can literally Google anything and find a therapist. And like I said, if you don't think that you need help, that's okay. It's still good to find a therapist just to help you get through everyday life. Um, they are helpful They when you find the right person. It may take you a couple of opportunities to find the right person, but trust me, you will not regret it. Um, my therapist is amazing and she has helped me through some really, 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 really tough times. Um, helped me kind of come to terms with a lot of things and has been amazing. Um, as I've told y'all in past episodes, she's not my first therapist. I think she's my fifth or sixth therapist. Um, so it took me a while to find the right person, but I'm very blessed to have her in my life um, to keep me on track. So if you know someone who is in need of mental health assistance. Um, you know, if you feel somebody is suicidal or you feel that one of your friends or family members or coworkers is struggling and needs some help, please talk to them. That's the best thing you could do. Be a shoulder for them, be an ear to them. Um, it's always good to come with some resources. So find out uh, some local things in your area or some national hotlines websites that they can go to, you know, for further assistance, check in with them frequently, um, and just be present for them. 
Um, they may not be forthcoming with everything that's going on with them. So pack your patience, give them some grace, but be supportive and just be there as much as you can and, and provide them with resources. So um, I feel as though that, you know, it's very beneficial. Um, you know, I've had people reach out and help me in certain situations and um, it did really make a difference. And so um, if you guys look on my Instagram, you will see that I have some different looks as far as my logo um, on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, you will see a new logo. And yes, I have evolved, I guess you could say, but I wanted something that was more streamlined, something that would be you could be used in different things. So in advertisements in on social media, if I wanted to start, you know, branding as far as like t-shirts and um, some other things. Um, so I hired someone to do it for me and you guys, he was so easy to work with. I know him from a podcast group that I am in. Um, you know, this whole network of podcasters that I have met have been such an amazing resource um, uh, through my podcast and beyond, just coming up with different ideas of doing things. Um, so his name is Kashif Kennedy, and I will tag him on my social media so that you guys can reach out to him. He also does music. He is just all around art, music enthusiast. He's amazing. Um, he can, you know, write you an intro or, you know, intro music or anything. Um, so yeah, hit him up. He's an amazing resource. Um, so that is who made my new logo. I love it. Um, it's just very simple, very to the point. If you look inside of the O's, you will see silhouettes of faces, one man, one woman. It's, it's just, it's a great logo. And I appreciate him for being patient with me, um, you know, and kind of going back and forth. And so we got it right. So easy process, easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Um, Lots of great things happening for the podcast. June is going to be fire. So June, what is June looking like for us? So if you guys are watching on YouTube, I have this little device on my phone right here. And if, again, you have to be on YouTube to see this, but... Um, Let's see. It sticks my phone to any surface. I just twist it, comes off, didn't take off any paint. Amazing. It is called the Flipstick, and the creator of this device will be on the podcast. His name is Akeem. Very blessed to have him next month. And then I also have the plant-based brother coming up next month. Um, I met him at a Fitman cookbook signing 
and we connected and, you know, we kind of hung out, went to some vegan events together and then COVID happened. Need I say more? So it was great reconnecting with him. We had a great conversation, lots of fun. Um, and then I have Kimberly Renee that's going to be on. I have reposted plenty of her content in my stories. Um, she uncovers lots of things about um, our past as Black people and pertaining to slavery, some businesses that have ties to slavery that continue to thrive um, and profit off of slavery today. So she's going to be on and um, she's also digging into her genealogy and has been uncovering things about her family, um, her and then another person that I follow, um, Black Girls Who Brunch, her name is Erica. She also posted about research on her family. And so I did a 23andMe years ago just to find out like where my background is and where I'm from, like origin wise, as far as my DNA goes. And according to 23andMe, I want to get this right, I am West African, 83% West African. I am 11% European and 1.1% East Asian Native American. Really, I'm 1.1% Southeast Asian, to be more specific. So, yeah. But ancestry does more than just that. Um, you are able to find out about your family members by searching names, and there is a membership that's tied to it. I just signed up yesterday, to be exact, and they have three months for a dollar. And then after that, I think it's $79 for three months. Not sure. Um, but that gives you access, I think, to do the research, um, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't really read everything y'all know, it's bad. So I am digging into that with my mom. My mom's already on Ancestry and then I have family from my dad's side that is on Ancestry. So last night I was able to get to a lot um, in creating my family tree because my mom and my cousin did a lot of the legwork. So when I would type in people's names, it would show up under their profiles. And then I was able to add them to my family tree, like the people that they already found. So that made it a lot easier, but it was very interesting to see the documents um, that connected everybody together. So I employ you to do that. Um, it's always good to know your origin and your family and, you know, I feel like as American, uh, as Black people in America, you know, it's always hard for us because sometimes our origin is not as far back as some, 
And we know that we did not start here, not all of us. Um, and so, but where did we come from? So that's always, you know, kind of tough for us. You know, we don't really know exactly where we came from. And so it's kind of difficult. I'm hoping that I can, you know, kind of date myself back to an actual origin country um, from doing the ancestry. I know it's going to take some late work, but thankfully my family has done a lot of it. And so I just can continue from where they left off and try to find some more information. So lastly, before I wrap up the episode, um, I think back in April, I posted a video of me doing the big chop and I cut all my hair off, had a nice little shortcut, um, shaved back, shaved sides, just a little bit of hair at the top. And y'all gave me such beautiful responses. Um, nice messages in my inbox and nice comments, um, text messages, the whole nine yard. And it made me feel a hundred times better about my decision to cut my hair off. Um, but there was a reason that I cut my hair. So back in February, I went to my doctor and I go every year around my birthday to have my annual exam from my gynecologist. She's doing my breast exam and immediately was like, you have a lump in your right breast. Like, did you not know that? And I'm like, I mean, it's always been bigger than the other one. So I never really noticed. I told her, you know, after having a baby, I don't know what my body's supposed to be like. So you know, there were some things that were happening, you know, some um, discharge out of my nipple and that wasn't clear. So, um, but I never put two and two together that it could be an issue. And from what she said, it could not be an issue, but I had to get a mammogram like I was going to do anyway, which I had one last year. Had to get another mammogram, but this time it's called a diagnostic mammogram. So they take a lot more images because you have an issue um, that was detected beforehand. So learning all these things was, you know, interesting. So there's a mammogram that you get and it's called a screener. And that's what most people get every year once you turn 40. And then there's a diagnostic, which is different images because someone has detected an issue. So I get the diagnostic and my doctor calls me back with my results. And she tells me that there is some concern. There are some areas that need to be biopsied. So scheduled to get my biopsies done and I have to get a biopsy on my right breast left breast and lymph nodes in my right armpit. Um, very interesting process, to say the least. 
to get my biopsy in my breast, I laid on this table that was kind of high up. They lowered it. I still had to like step up some steps and get on this table because the doctor is going to be underneath of me doing the biopsy. Um, table has two holes, you know, very creative for your breasts to hang through so that they can look and see where they need to biopsy. And so I got that biopsy. And then for my lymph nodes, I had to get a ultrasound biopsy where they use the ultrasound machine. Like when you're pregnant, see where the area is and extract some cells or whatever from your lymph nodes. That was kind of painful. Um, so when those results came back, Believe it or not, my doctor was on vacation. However, her associate or partner, whatever you want to call it, she calls me and was like, yeah, we see some area of concern, um, totally treatable, you'll be fine. She was very nonchalant about this, by the way. Um, you have yada, 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 like using all these big technical terms. And so I'm like, so what does that mean? Like, is it cancer? She's like, oh yeah, it's cancer. Mm. <laughs> like, just very whatever about it. So I'm like, um, okay. Yeah, here's some recommendations that you, people you can call, blah, 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 blah. Hang up the phone and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a possibility, but my sister has, you know, um, um, what do you call it? Cyst, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, it's probably just a cyst. Maybe it could be cancer, but it could not be, but it was. So I'm, I'm kind of like taking it back. I don't really know how to process like what they're saying. Um, and the next day, my doctor calls me and she's like, hey, I'm on a, you know, I'm not in the country. I didn't answer the phone because it said unknown. Uh, I'm going to try to call you back in 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, she calls me back. I answer the phone. She's like, I know so-and-so called you yesterday, but I wanted to call you personally. FYI, my doctor is a black gynecologist. She said, um, I don't know if you know this, but I had cancer in the fall. And so I know what it's like to just get the news and not have all the details. So I wanted to make sure that I called you. And she was amazing. This lady is on vacation with her family. Takes the time to call me and literally run through everything that's about to happen. Tells me everything that I can do right now. Um, because it was around spring break time here in Texas and was like, schedule this appointment, schedule this appointment. You need to do this, 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 you need this imaging. You need to do this. When you go see these other doctors, they're going to already have you ask you to do it, but I want you to have it done ahead of time so that by the time you go there, you don't even have to worry about it. Amazing. Um, so I hang up the phone with her. I'm in the bathroom and I totally break down because like I have cancer. I mean, 
I'm 41 years old and I have cancer. Um, and it was just a shock. It's an absolute shock. Um, four weeks, I was just, you're kind of in limbo because I had to wait to see the breast doctor who is the person who, uh, you know, kind of performs the surgery on my breast. I had to see an oncologist who is my cancer doctor. They wanted me to see a plastic surgeon because they didn't know how this was going to go. So they wanted me to get all these people together like immediately so that once the process started, I had everybody in place. And I, I thank my doctor for telling me to do all these things because I would have never known. So I did that next week, because this was a weekend when she called me, um, I scheduled appointments with everybody. So I saw the breast doctor first and she went through all the tests that I had got done, the images that I got done, the chest x-ray, the MRI, went over those results with me, pretty, pretty much broke down everything and, um, Originally, they didn't know how big it was, the, the mass. So they were going to do surgery first and then chemo second. I have HER2 positive and then I'm negative for all hormones. So um, I don't need radiation, but I would need chemo. So I get all this information. Um, she was amazing, Dr. Lee. Amazing. Um, she let me record in there because their policy would you know, they do allow you to record in that hospital uh, unit. So I was able to record and um, try to take lots of notes mentally. So the plan was going to be surgery and then the chemo after surgery. Then she ordered some more images, some more tests. Um, I'm not sure if I did the chest x-ray and the MRI before or after I went to her. I think it was after so the day I'm going to my oncologist, that week I did the MRI, that's right, and the chest x-ray. So on my way to the oncologist, my doctor calls me. She tells me that they got the MRI results back um, and they could see what it was, that it was stage one. They knew that. Um, my plan was going to change. She wasn't really sure what it was going to be because they were talking about it, literally, um, the oncologist and the breast doctor. So I get to her office and she's like, great news. We got the MRI results. I was on the phone with your doctor. I was on the phone with the breast doctor and we came up with a good plan. We are going to do chemo first, and then we're going to do the surgery after. And then you will take medication after the surgery for X amount of time. So uh, I don't know. All of this stuff happened so fast, y'all. Like it was so fast that I, I, it was very hard for me to process everything. And when I say so fast, I don't mean like one week this happened, another week this happened, another week, no. Like what I just told you about the results coming in and all that stuff, that was like 
three days. Like they were on it. They were not playing around and I'm much appreciated, but I was still in shock because I thought I was going to have to have surgery and have time before having chemo. And I, I, I didn't. So I joined a group on Facebook um, to kind of get some more information about what I needed to do to prepare for chemo, um, for surgery, and just to have like a support group. And then talking to my therapist, of course, was very beneficial. So my oncologist went through everything as far as the side effects for the medication, what medication I was going to be taking how frequently I was going to have chemo, where I was going, everything. And then, of course, they talked about my hair falling out. So um, they gave me the option to do this cold cap. I went right to my Facebook group after that to get information about it. Some people felt it was worth it. Some people didn't. Um, I didn't even check to see if it was covered by my insurance or not. It's usually not. Um but I opted not to do it. Um, a lot of people talked about how cold it was. It's a cold cap. And that, and my doctor offered to give me anxiety medicine because it can be overwhelming in the first like 10 minutes. So if I have to take anxiety medicine to keep something on my head, just to keep 50% of my hair, it wasn't worth it. And so I opted not to do it. Um, and I did, as you saw, cut my hair before my first chemo treatment. Um, I did not want to see my hair falling out. And y'all know I had a lot of hair. So one of the women suggested that you just cut it off. Um, cut it short so that when it does start to fall out, it's not as bad. And so... After my first treatment, um, you know, had some side effects, wasn't too bad for me. Um, as I said, I have stage one breast cancer, um, only on the right side. The left side has some papilloma, I think that's how you say it, which are areas of concern. Um, and nothing was in my lymph nodes. Um, so I did have side effects, like I said, from my first chemo treatment. And, you know, it was very nerve wracking um, because you read these things about what everybody else is going through and you don't know if you're going to go through that or not because everybody's body's different. Um, and so it was just... I don't know that I have processed still that I had cancer, like saying it was hard initially and I was breaking down crying all the time. Um, the more I talked about it, the more it was very medical and not emotional for me after a while. Um, but after my first treatment, I go every three weeks, the week before my second treatment, my hair started falling out. I was doing my little area in the, in the mirror, putting my product in the top of my head and all the hair was in my palm. And I, I didn't cry or anything. I, I just wasn't prepared for it. 
Um, I wore a head wrap to work that day. And when I came home, I told Jamel, like, I need to cut it. Like, I need to shave my head. I don't, I don't know how much of it's going to keep coming out. And so I'm like brushing and combing and, and it's just study coming out. So he gets the clippers and I cut my hair down the part that I had and I cried because I could see when I cut what was left, I could see the bald spots in the top of my head of where my hair was literally coming out. Um, and I cried because I realized looking at myself that I'm a cancer patient. Um, I, I know maybe this sounds bad, but looking at my hair, looking at my head the way that I did, it made it real. And I think because my side effects to chemo were not terrible, um, again, it really wasn't registering that like I'm a cancer patient until I saw my hair when I cut it. And then I just started shaving it. You know, I cried in Jamel's arms and he's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to grow back. This is just temporary. You're still going to be beautiful. We'll be, everything will be fine. And then I just took the razor, the, the clippers and cut my hair all the way down. Um, it was interesting. Not that I felt like I wasn't attractive or that I wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was like, I'm bald, like I'm bald. What is this? Like, I'm bald and not by choice. And I think that that's the hard part is that like this was going to happen. And it was not my choice to shave my head bald. Um, cutting my hair short was my choice, you know? Shaving my head bald was not. And so that was kind of hard. Um, but, you know, we all go through things and, and we come out on the other side and I'm okay with it now. I mean, I wear my wraps, you know, I bought some wigs off Amazon just to play around with some things. Um, talk to my friend about making me some wigs and um, was told about some other places that do free wigs so yeah um, I have it in my plans to post a blog about my treatments and the whole process um I just have to do it. <laughs> so I, I really am going to try to put that up on YouTube and on my website um, because I do think it's important for people to see this. Um, and, you know, everybody's journey is different. And I don't know. I just, I, I want people to see you know, and hear what life is like for me right now. Um, I am going to have a double mastectomy. 
probably in the fall after my treatments are over. And that is going to be a whole nother can of worms, I'm sure. Um, but I will discuss everything on my blog. I really am going to try to post um, on my website and YouTube just a little something that I'll try to put together um, to kind of discuss everything and walk y'all through my journey. It is still continuing. Um, I've only had two treatments and I have six. So, um, you know, I've got a ways to go. Not quite halfway there, but um, yeah. You know, everything happens for a reason. I don't know what the reason is for this. Um, there's a reason. And through this whole process from beginning to the end, I cried and I was sad and I was upset and I was nervous and I was all the emotions, but I never thought that I was going to die. I never thought that I was not going to overcome it. Um, you know, God is good. And I don't know if he, you know, planted it and was like, that's not even an option for you to think about. Um, but I never thought about it. Not once. Not once. What I thought about was me being too weak and tired to play with my child, but I never thought that she would ever be without a, a mother, um, without me. Um, my faith is just too strong. You know, my will is just too strong. Um, I'm not, I repeat, I'm not a strong black woman. That narrative is killing a lot of us. And no, I'm not. I need the support of my family. I need the support of my friends, you know, people that I work directly with. I need their support. And I'm not doing this by myself. I don't recommend anyone go through anything alone. You do not have to be the strong one. And I am not. And I'm happy to say that I'm not. Um, you know, the strength that I have is from God. You know, the Lord has blessed me beyond measure. And going through this treatment is hard. It's very hard to see your body break down in ways that you never imagined it would. Um, but I just, I know that in a couple of months, this is going to be over. I will have my surgery and do whatever I need to do after. And that will be it. Um, I just have to, you know, put it in his hands. And I have family who have also overcome, you know, who are cancer survivors. Um, one was only two when she was diagnosed. That is my role model. Um, you know, whenever, whenever I think and complain, I think about all that she went through and my situation doesn't seem so hard. Um, so yeah, um, that is really the episode today. I know the, the end was not that exciting, but listen, y'all, um, I have cancer inside my body. Cancer does not have me. 
and I still operate the way I operated before. I don't usually have the energy to work out. My diet is whatever I can tolerate. So that includes me at the moment. Um, I can't be hard on myself um, because I'm in a whole nother realm of just life. So, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to say that I can't, but I'm giving myself grace right now to the fullest, which means that when my body is saying just, this is what we want to eat. And I know it's not fast food or something. I'm eating it because I need to eat something. And right now, healthy food that I normally eat outside of fruit kind of makes me nauseous. So, um, you know, judge whoever you want to judge. Please don't fill my inbox with meal plans that are vegan or alkaline or vegetarian or whatever. Um, you know, I appreciate it. It's just not necessary. Don't send me a bunch of herbs that I can take instead of going to chemo. Trust me, I have weighed my options. I have done all the, the thoughts and the prayers and the guided meditations and everything to come to my own conclusion of what I needed to do. And this is the path that I'm taking and please respect it. Um, no decision is easy when it comes to this, that you, you know, this having a disease like this. So um, it was thought out. It wasn't just a whim or I'm just listening to other people. Um, I did consciously make this decision and yeah. So stay tuned for my website, um, on the website, a blog, hopefully, and on YouTube and, um, get ready because next month is going to be amazing. As I said, with all of our great guests, Akeem, the plant-based brother and Kimberly Renee. So stay tuned. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Peace out. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's an in only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.